Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 368, and I'm talking three reasons restaurants hate social media and how to overcome them while still running your business. This has been brought up with me quite a bit. It's something I personally have struggled with. So I'm going to give you these three reasons uh, here in a little bit. And I want to start out and kind of tell you a personal story because I think a lot of us have felt this, the ups and downs, the emotional roller coaster that is running a restaurant, owning a restaurant, and then trying to layer social media on top of that and how you get your story out there and what value do you bring. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So I want to unpack that. And this is very personal for me. So I want to start with a story about when I first got onto social media myself. This was not for personal reasons. This was actually for professional reasons. It was 2009. We had just opened Tag Restaurant in Denver, Colorado. It was the chef de cuisine there. And Lee Sullivan, great marketer, early adopter for restaurant social media, lovingly, jokingly threatened my job if I did not get on social media as now chefs were public faces. Chefs were a part of the brand and uh, had that public eye on them, you know, because of the food network effect. And a lot of that was, was happening at that time in 2009. So I begrudgingly got on social media. And the reason I say begrudgingly is because I was not that guy. I was not on MySpace. I was not on Facebook. I was not on Twitter. Instagram wasn't even around really yet. And I remember even making fun of my younger brother for being on MySpace. Like I wasn't a frat boy. I didn't feel like I needed to buy friends. And social media felt like that. And I think for a lot of people, it still feels like that today. And in restaurants, especially for me, I'm like, I'm a fucking cook. Like I'm here to make delicious, amazing food. I don't care what people out there think. I only care what the people that come inside our four walls think. And I was short-sighted in that, I realize. And so I'm going to give you the punchline. I deeply believe in social media's ability to connect us. And my vitriol for social media at that time was misplaced. So what did I do in 2009 when I was like going to have to get on Facebook and Twitter or lose my job, which I don't actually think was going to happen? But that was the ultimatum that was that was presented to me. I got really competitive. I think a lot of you understand that, that competitive nature within restaurants. I'm like, all right, Lee, if I'm going to get on social media, then I'm going to social media better than you, whatever the hell that means. And uh, And at that time, it just meant followers. And sometimes I think, unfortunately, it still just means followers too often. And so I remember, like, I'm going to get 2,000 followers on Twitter 
and, and I did like very quickly. And I think I think I still only have two thousand followers on Twitter because at that time nobody was posting anything uh, to the degree. So you posted anything, especially restaurant content, it got a lot of traction. And so I got on there, and I just started. I had no idea what to post. I think this is something that I hear from a lot of people. I don't know what to post, and we think we have to create these artificial moments. But uh, I just started posting anything and everything that I could think of, which wasn't a lot at the time because there wasn't a lot to look at and say, oh, I'm going to emulate what they're doing. So I had to figure out a way to create something that I understood. And in restaurants, there were two things that I understood that I felt like I might be able to apply, a prep list and a recipe. And so I needed to come up with a recipe, a way that, that gave me guidance so I didn't just spin off my axis and use this medium just to blah, blah, blah at people which often I feel like I'm doing, maybe even in this moment. And I created a recipe for myself. I wanted to post what I called global, local, personal, and educational. It allowed me the opportunity to post content that I felt was meaningful and valuable, that told a story deeper than just what was on the plate, because I recognized that my instinct was just to say, here's a picture of my food, come buy my shit. And I think a lot of us are still stuck in that. Well, I got so good at social media, whatever that means again, that I started getting a lot of attention. Then all of a sudden I was on TV, I was on radio, I was in hundreds of article publications, I was all over digital media as well, and it went to my head. And I think a lot of us, again, struggle with this. We, we don't have a strong foundation of understanding how to tell a deeper story than just what's on the plate. It's transactional. And we turned social media, I turned social media into a transactional landscape. And I struggled with that. It ended up biting me in the ass because I felt like you're lucky for me to tell you what I'm working on because all of this media is saying that this chef is somebody to watch out for, right? And that's a struggle that a lot of us have. We think because we create these amazing experiences, because we have so much to offer, that food is such a catalyst for people gathering around the table and creating memorable moments that we somehow have the leverage that people are lucky to be able to see what we have. And what happened early days is there wasn't a lot of content. It was the boom of the last 25 years and my 22 years in this industry have shifted the narrative from people just wanted to consume food and food content because it was new it was exciting right now there's amazing food and content all over the internet all over big cities small towns and so now you have to fight a lot harder for attention and so that's kind of for me what i wanted to present to all of you is like i completely understand the struggle the challenges the ways that we manipulate social media, the way that it seems like it's just this vanity metrics, and a lot of times it can be. It's not social media's fault. It's just exposing what is or isn't our belief and our willingness to share a story beyond more than what's on the plate. All right, that's my personal rant, but I want to bring some value to all of you that are willing to spend a couple minutes, and I'm just going to spend maybe like six, seven, eight more minutes with you so we can get you back to your restaurant because the number one excuse that I hear is I don't have enough time. Respect, I completely understand that. You have enough time for the things you value and invest in, and your time is the most valuable investment that you can make. Now, number one, the number one reason that restaurants hate social media is it's a complete waste of time. 
It's a complete waste of time. Like we are here to serve food, beverage, hospitality. We are experiential. We don't need social media. I don't have time for all that. Well, the number one thing that I tell people when I hear that excuse, when I hear that hatred, sometimes it's deep-seated and it's real. You're on your fifth straight 12-hour shift. Four people have called in. All of that is true. It's real. Yet if you do not spend the time in this medium and other mediums that market your business, you're going to have all the time in the world because you will not have a business. This is one of the barriers and costs of doing business in this space. The landscape has shifted and restaurants are too often too slow to catch up to this. So if you want to value and utilize your time, speed up in your ability to produce content. It's a capture over create mindset. There are hundreds and hundreds of moments that happen all the time throughout your restaurant that are meaningful, that are interesting, that are painful, and people want all of it. Pick up that phone, this phone right here, and start posting content. Start doing video especially. All right, that's number one. Complete waste of time. That's how you overcome it. You master that time, right? You're so good at 30 seconds to touch that table when they first sit down. 15-minute increments of resetting the clock. 30 seconds to the window. An eight-minute order fire time. We're great with time, except we really suck with time. If we just let it consume us and we're not proactive in the way that we manage that. That's number one. Number two, nothing on there is real. It's all fake. It's all Instagrammable bullshit. That can be true. It does not have to be true for you. And I would I would argue that a lot of times us posting just the food and saying, here's our special, come buy my shit, is not as real as all of the things it takes, all the hard work, the dedication, the blood, sweat, and tears, all of those things that it takes to get that food to the plate is more real and meaningful. And social media creates amazing opportunity to tell that story. Now, there's two things that happen when people sit down in the reality of being in a restaurant because we're tactile, right? We want that loop to close quickly. When a guest sits down in front of us, that's our opportunity. That's our chance when they're butts and seats within our four walls. Yet what happens is you see people that love to hear that story and you tell them that story about the dish, about the origin of it, of the personal connection, the secret ingredients therein, all of those things. They love it. They soak it up. Other people are like, I'm here to eat. Don't waste my time. I'm just here to eat. I don't want to hear the whole story. What you really want to imagine is tell them that story before they ever sit down. That story is what's going to get them to even sit down so that they will sit down and they bring a friend who's never been to the restaurant before. Imagine this. They create a real experience for that person from a story that you told them on social media. And you know those people. They sit down and you, you hear them telling the person that's with them, the people that are with them, the stories of those dishes they become ambassadors for your brand. So I would argue that that is absolutely real for them and it creates an opportunity. So don't take for granted what real means to people today. And it's not just when they're in front of you and you're able to serve them your dish. So I want you to really understand that. Number three, 
nobody actually cares to the point that I just made. I believe that they absolutely do. I'm going to break down a couple stats for you. We've had a lot of, of emotional cues to why I believe and the market is dictating that social media does matter. 89% of U.S. diners are on social media and regularly see food-related content. That is a massive number of people. That is a massive opportunity. Second, 45% of those 89% of U.S. diners are actively following restaurants. Massive number, massive opportunity or missed opportunity if you are not one of the restaurants that they are actively engaging with. All right, of those who are actively following restaurants, 74% of them will visit or order a restaurant based on their social media. 74% are going to make decisions about where they go based on your social media. What is your social media saying? Now, on the flip side of this, this is really important. 13% will not visit or order from restaurants based on their social media. That means if you're only telling transactional stories saying, come buy my shit, if you're not telling meaningful stories, if you're not highlighting your team, if you don't have what we call a whole house approach to your storytelling, to your marketing, you're going to get left behind because somebody else serves a dish as good as you. They have more money to market it. What they don't have is the story and especially the people behind the food. Those are the three keys to overcoming that hatred. And I get it. I feel it all the time. I understand. And I remember a time when restaurants were just about the food, beverage, and hospitality, even though I don't think that was actually true. Today, social media is, crit excuse me, is critical to your business. And it is critical to attract both customers and employees. And that is the key to success now and in the future of the restaurant industry. That's it. That's what I got for you. All right. I am going to take this even further because next week we are going to have an episode with Paulo Neville, the chef of 95A Bistro in Lafayette, Colorado. More importantly, the, the visionary behind the Urban Hot Dog Collective, somebody who is living this life who's been in the industry 30 years, did not want to be on social media, all of the things that I talked about and said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And he says, it's fucking hot dog Fridays. Watch this. Hey, Chef Paolo, coming back at you with another fucking hot dog Friday. It's going to be a messy one. I love to swallow messy, juicy fingers. Check this out. I got a nice Nathan's all beef dog. This is a Southwest chili dog. For all you purists out there, look away. It's got beans and corn in it. We got a nice queso sauce on it. This one's gonna be messy, and you know why? I like getting it all over my face. Little, little uh, red onion, some cilantro, and I do a little bit of cumin. Now check this out. This guy, <laughs> raunchy, he's a family man. I know this guy. Uh, he went from not wanting to do it to following a lot of the cues to understand the whole house marketing. We're going to talk to him. Sophie's going to get an article out. We're going to do a little interview. You're going to learn about Paulo. Paulo went from not believing in social media to saying, I want to get this hot dog concept out there to we're going to talk about 
seed money from an investor from doing social media. Real, tangible opportunity created. That's it. See you next week. Same time. We're going to be here on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 2 p.m. Mountain. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.